Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, all around the leagues, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to the Bromley and South London Football League part of the Selk Podcast for this week. Um, yeah, we're in the end of June now and we're still going. Um, credit to the teams that are playing. We still had um, an incredible amount of games going on the weekend. Um, and, and I say credit to those teams that are still getting out there and playing. So two divisions are now finished, the Premier Division and Division uh, 2. So we've got Division 1 and Division 3 still going. So let's go to the results from Saturday. We were planning on having our last game in the Premier Division this year, uh, 10MB against Eltham Town, but that game... Um, both teams decided that they, they were done for the season. Tenenby hadn't played four weeks. Eltham Town had been in the London Junior Cup. And actually that Eltham Town team is going to be folding at the end of the season. So um, they've decided to call it a day. On to Division 1, the exciting division. We had a massive double header here between South Dulwich and Eden Park. And they shared the spoils 3-2 to uh, Eden Park the first game, 3-2 to South Dulwich the second game. Um, amazing, can't separate the two teams. Then Agenda. Uh, they're now top. They've won on Wednesday night, 2-1 against West Bromley Albion, and they consolidated that with a 6-2 win against Farnborough Thirds. Um, so they are now in pole position to take the title with the last games we played this weekend. The other game in that division, Red Velvet Reserves, good win for them, 3-2 against Rustlers, and Welling Park Reserves, a good win for them, 6-2 away to Lewisham Project. Down to Division 3, and a massive double header here too, uh, Catford and Mildeen, and again, the points were shared. Catford... Um, so Mildeen won the first game 1-0, Catford won the second 2-1. Um, so can't separate them at the top at the moment. And the other game in that division, Slade Green Knights uh, ended their season with a good win 9-1 against Red Velvet A. They really have ended the season well. So as the tables look at the moment, Jim Hampson Division 1, we have um, South Dulwich have now played all their games, are currently on 41 points. Eden Park on 43 and Agenda on 45, and they've got their last games to play this weekend. Um, really, really tight at the top. All three of those teams will be promoted because um, we've lost a lot of teams to the Kent County League this year, and other teams folding means that there's definitely spaces, and those three teams deserve it. In Division 3, Mildeen, one more game to play. They're on 37 points. Catford, uh, one game to play and one game to be decided. Um, once to find out from the FA the reasons for the, the referee gave for the abandonment of the Catford-Teviot game. Catford got one game to play this weekend as well. Um, so, yeah, really, really tight. It's um, 34. They're three points behind with the game in hand, Catford, basically. So could go either way. So on to the fixtures. And the fixtures for this coming week. It's our final um, week of the season, which I think we're all quite pleased about in some ways. Um, and it's the yep, 26th of June. We have Red Velvet Reserves against West Bromley Albion in Division 1, Eden Park against Farnborough Thirds, Rustlers against Agenda. Basically, if Agenda win, they'll take the title. If they don't, Eden Park could grab the title back by beating Farnborough Thirds. Down in Division 3, we've got Catford against Slade Green Knights and Tevier against Mildeen. Again, um, winner takes all, really, for Catford and Mildeen. Um, playing against third and fourth as well. Um, Third and fifth, I think, in Slagery Nice and Tevy. I think um, Chelsfield are fourth. So tough games. Um, we're really, really interested to see how they get on. And I say we've got to decide on that game between uh, Tevy and um, Catford. 
Really, really interesting end of the season. Uh, looking forward to it. We've got our AGM coming up next Wednesday as well. Um, still things to work on on that for me. Um, haven't sorted the constitution yet. We've still got some teams who are um, going through the application process. We've also, as I said, lost teams to the King County League. So it'll be a smaller league next season. We're hoping to still run four divisions. Uh, but the likelihood is there'll only be 10 teams in each division. Uh, it's a challenging time for grassroots football and it's been a really tough time for us as a committee and some teams uh, since the lockdown was lifted. Um, but well done, I say, for all those teams that have carried on. Some fantastic teams in all our divisions. And all our divisions have been really competitive this year, which has been brilliant to see. Um, in a lot of ways, it's been the most competitive our divisions have ever been. Um, and it will be hard to replicate that in the future, but we'll see what we can do. Um, that's all from me. Uh, thanks for listening and um, be last one next week. Thanks, bye. Hi guys, Rav from Grand Sports, represent the Rotterdam District League. Uh, last couple of weeks of our season left, uh, so starting with results from last weekend. Two games in the Prem, both called off and both as a away win and walkovers. Uh, uh, so Chatham Town Saturday is picking up the points against Ancorians and Medway Borough getting the points against the Stag. In Division 1, Cliff United winning 3-2 against Ballstall FC. And Park Regis Athletic winning 4-2 against Eccles. Sittingbourne Town drawing 2 against Pavilion Athletic. In Division 3, another uh, walkover. Apple Yard getting the 3 points against Macklin Arms. And in Division 3, Tekkers losing 6-0 to Beachwood 76. Division 4, Green Maces Reserves winning 4-3 against Bly Sports. And again in Division 4, Midway Tigers giving it a, sorry, losing the game via a way walkover to Little Shastard. And the last week of fixtures sees Midway Borough take on Parkwood Community Association in the Prem. AI Sports at home to Cliff United in Division 1, which is a title designer. Um, Cliff United are a point ahead of AI Sports at the moment. Uh, Pavilion Athletic against Eccles, again in Division 1. And finally, Division 3, Appleyard take on Techers. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello. And welcome to the Barnet Sunday League portion of the Celt podcast. In our Premier Division, there was only one game. Gowls sauce three, Rising Boulders seven. Into Division One, where there was only one game, it was a double header. Enfield United one, Peckinsport Peckham nil in game one. And Enfield United nil, Peckinsport Peckham one in game two. Into Division Two, Edmonton Line seven, Grange Park four. And Anatolians nil, Shintry Athletic three. Into Division three, Enfield Albion three, Hendonians two. The doubleheader between AFC Muswell Hill and Highgate Albion thirds. AFC Muswell Hill two, Highgate Albion thirds nil in game one. And AFC Muswell Hill three, Highgate Albion thirds five in game two. And Stratford Arms three, North London Colts one. Into Division 4, where there was only one game. Colney Hatch Athletic 2, Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys 8. Into Division 5, 
North London Panthers 11, North Atletico Seniors 2. In double header between the Bandits and Real Menza. The Bandits 0, Real Menza 2 in game 1. And the Bandits 7, Real Menza 2 in game 2. Um, obviously, the shock that the Bandits actually lost the first game 2-0. But then they went and put 7 past a Real Menza team coming off a trophy win. I think Real Menza only had... Uh, 12 players so obviously the numbers caught up with them in the second game but um, only three points needed for the Bandits from their final game and with Gospel Oak and Pro Panthers playing each other if they drop points the Bandits will win the title Uh, moving on in the doubleheader between Pro Panthers and the underdogs Pro Panthers won the underdogs nil in game one and Pro Panthers nil, the underdogs won in game two. And in the doubleheader between Maida Villa and Gospel Oak, Maida Villa two, Gospel Oak four in game one, Maida Villa one, Gospel Oak three in game two. Moving on to Division six, Oak Hill one, Grange Park reserves one in game one, and Oak Hill one, Grange Park reserves one in game two. In the double header between Uslot and London Wednesday, Uslot four, London Wednesday one in game one, and Uslot six, London Wednesday one in game two. AFC Oakwood reserves one, Whetstone Wanderers under 23s one. And moving on to the cup action, the supplementary in- intermediate cup final, NLR four, Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys two. I did predict a win for Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys. They're actually two nil up in this game. A fantastic comeback from NLR, and they pick up the supplementary intermediate cup. So, congratulations to them. And in the Min- Middlesex Premier Cup final, Takers 7, Shy United 0. Um, very impressive win for Takers uh, against a team who had actually knocked out Highgate Albion earlier in the Cup. Um, unfortunately for Takers, there's been a few um, withdrawals from other teams. So Highgate Albion will be... Um, named the Premier Division champions in the Barnet League and Highgate Albion, obviously, a lot of respect to them. They've done really well this season, but obviously it must be a bit of pill for takers to swallow that they didn't get to play those last two games as the other teams have failed to produce players or failed to provide the team to play them. Moving on to the fixtures... In Division 1, we have Peckinspore Peckin facing FC Locomotive Thunder. And in our game of the week, the doubleheader, the title decider in Division 1, AFC Oakwood versus the Wrongans. I think it's actually on the Wrongans pitch, but it's a doubleheader full times like that. I actually think that AFC Oakwood will at least take four points. I'm going for a 2-1 winning game one. And a two-all drawing game too. They only need one one win. They're two points ahead of the Wrongans currently. So a win will do it for them. Into Division 2 where we have North London Athletic facing United House. And Grange Park facing AFC Rose. Obviously the league's gone now. But um, we'll celebrate a, a promotion campaign. It's been a good season for us. Even though we haven't won the title um, so obviously we're looking forward to next season in a higher division, but it's been a good, divi- um, 
good campaign for us, so I can't really complain that much. Moving on to Division 3, where we have Arnus Rangers against North London Colts, and Stratford Arms can claim the title if they beat Enfield Athletic away from home. Into Division 4, where we have Barnet South and Sopranos FC together in a doubleheader, with Colney Hatch Athletic facing New Barnet, and uh, the repeat of the Cup Final, Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys facing NLR. Into Division 5, where we have Armenian Youth Association facing North Atletico Seniors in a doubleheader. We have the Bandits facing the Underdogs. And we have the big game at the top of the table as well, as Gospel Oak face Pro Panthers in a doubleheader. We also have earlier games in the week, as we have Maida Villa also playing a doubleheader against Pro Panthers. So Pro Panthers will have four games in a matter of days and this is obviously due to their London Cup commitments where they got through a couple of rounds and their Middlesex Cup commitments where they also uh, progressed far in the tournament. Um, moving on to Division 6, we have an earlier game in the week as well as Whetstone Wanderers under 23's take on Uslot. We also have AFC Muswell Hill seconds facing Whetstone Wanderers under 23s. That's in a double header. We have Grange Park Reserves facing Islot. And we have Oak Hill facing London Wednesday. In a, yeah, in a single header, that is. Uh, we also have Cup Final, the Middlesex Junior Cup Final. Hampton Terriers, who did knock out Enfield United in the last round. They'll take on Highgate Albion thirds. Uh, we'll have all the action, all the reaction to the games in the last game of the season on our last show next week. Hello, I'm Ian and welcome to the Maidstone and Midkent section of the Selk podcast. I've got all the news, views and information from around the league along with the results and fixtures as part of the weekly show. It's week 17 in a past suspended season, 15 league matches across all divisions as we get to the business end of the season. We'll catch up with all the games and goal scorers, key battles in each division as part of the results show. But first, let's catch up with the league stories. There were two further league champions confirmed this weekend. Last week, we congratulated East Morling on their premiership title. This week, Whitehorse clinched the Division 1 title. Their victory over Rubicon Limerick saw them confirm the championship in front of a large home crowd. It's been a tightly fought league at the top of Division 1. East Morning Reserves, Larkfield, Rubicon Limerick as well as Whitehorse were all still in the running with a few games left. But some big results for the Breadmen against those sides over the last three weeks have seen them lift the title. A massive congrats to all the players and coaches there. Their first championship in the Maidstone and Mid-Kent League. The runners-up spot in Division 1 is still in contention. East Morning Reserves would need to have results go their way and win by more than 11 goals against Langley. So for me, it remains between Larkfield and Rubicon Limerick, who play each other on the final day. In Division 2, Aylesford Reserves took the title with their win over AFC Phoenix. It's been a strong performance from them all season, as they pretty much had the lead from the start. They finished their season without defeat, so hats off to them and a massive congrats to them on their season. It's also their first title in the league. Barming Blues have already been confirmed as runners-up. They can't be caught by FC Phoenix in third, so well done to the Blues. A point score that in other seasons probably would have seen them finish at the top. 
In Division 3, it's going right down to the wire. Labon Angels sit two points above Cox Heath. Neither of these sides can be caught. Labon Angels play Labon Chase in a derby match, while Cox Heath play away at Cross Keys. A draw for Angels will be enough as they have a plus 30 better goal difference to Cross Keys. Best of luck to both sides. We'll find out who comes out on top in the final show of the season next week. The aim is for the league to be on the road this week to present winners and runners-up with medals and trophies after their games. With East Morning confirmed Premiership champions last week, Steve Taylor visited them to present them with a trophy and caught up with Morning skipper Tom Bray on winning their fourth consecutive title. I'm down at uh, Marden Football Club where Marden are playing East Morning uh, this morning and I've just presented the trophy to East Morning skipper Tom Bray. Tom, you must be delighted to uh, get your name on the trophy yet again. Yes, no, very happy. Um, like I say, the fourth one that I've won with East Morning, the fourth one consecutively. So, no, it's brilliant. Um, I think this, this year as well has been probably one of the toughest seasons that we've had um, out of the four. I um, mean, a lot of good teams like Marden today, very tough opponents. Uh, K-Sports that we had last week, another tough opponent. And also like the likes of Park, Park Royal will give you a good game. But like I say, it's been, been a tight season, although it looks like we've sort of run away with it. Um, with just two games remaining uh, today and next week. Um, but we've sort of built a good team from the back, not conceding many. Uh, I mean, we've not scored loads, but we've just got a, a good team um, from back to front. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, been a good season and uh, we're a proper team. So, yeah, no, we're delighted. Really. Yeah, that's great. So, um, two games to go, you're unbeaten. You just dropped a point last week against the strong K-Sports side who Give them a couple of years, will be oh, no doubt challenging for the for the top honours. Yeah. So your ultimate aim is to get these next two games out of the way without losing. Definitely, yeah. Hope well. We were a bit annoyed. That put a dampener on last week. I know we got the point to sort of seal it, um, but it was a bit of a dampener conceding the last minute through a bit of a sloppy goal, really. Especially as uh, K Sports were only only had nine on the pitch, so it was a bit disappointing. But uh, no, I can't take away from us uh, winning the league but yeah definitely if we can get through today and next week um, hopefully with another couple of wins um, just another another good strong season hopefully we can go the season unbeaten which I'm not sure of the records go but I'm not sure if it's been done before or yeah I'm not really sure mate we'll have to check yeah. the record books on well, that so you know, it's, it's a rare event if it has happened so but yeah no, hopefully we can get this one over the line and and next week and we can stay unbeaten but yeah no it's been a good season and uh so you've got a good, strong squad. You've not made the squad today because you've got a slight injury. And do you hope to make a, a comeback next week for the final appearance at, at Barming Colts? Yeah, I've, I've got a slight niggle um, that I've sort of been playing on for since the restart, really. And it's only, it's only just sort of flared up now. Um, well, last week I had to sort of come off, so I've had to leave it. So if they do lose today, it'll be uh, won't be your fault as you're not out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll let them know if they do. <laughs> and obviously, looking for next year. Obviously, you know you want to carry on and retain that trophy yeah, and no, move on. So you keeping the same players, or do you not? Definitely, you know, no. Like, where you are, yeah. So I think we're going to set the squad as it is, very strong. Obviously, we're going to have a few that that we recruited that, that weren't playing Saturdays this season. Um, so they they might not be as available next year. But um, we've got another couple lined up. Um, from teams, uh, one team in the league, uh, a good player coming, I won't name any names or mention any teams. And then we've got a couple of youngsters, 18-year-olds uh, that are looking to join as well. So 
hopefully that will keep another strong stride. Yeah, you need um, that new blood coming in, don't you? Because uh, with all due respect, none of us are getting any younger. So no, definitely, definitely. No, it'd be good. It's good competition for the lads as well. Like I say, bringing the the extra bodies in this year, like the likes of uh, Sam Asler and Kane Smith, like top players. Yeah. Um, they pushed everyone on as well, making sure everyone's here like on top form, and you know, rarely making mistakes. Everyone's here for each other, battling hard. And uh, like I say, they don't want to lose their squad. Their, they're uh, placing the team, so uh, no, it's been good. Well, it's that's fantastic. Good. Congratulations again, and uh, hopefully you can etch your name on it again next season. But brilliant. it's a way off yet. Hopefully we'll have a COVID-free season and not all this stop-start. So Hopefully, yeah, brilliant. That's what we're looking for. Thanks Cheers. very much, Tom. Thank you very Cheers. much. Thanks, bye. Cheers. A great achievement for the team. Tom Bray there from East Morning. League Secretary Steve Taylor with the questions. Don't forget the league's charity match in memory of Mick Filmer and Ted Towner is on Sunday the 18th of July. The league's representative team has been selected and will be playing at the Gallagher Stadium with a 2pm kickoff against the team selected by Mick and Ted's family. There's lots planned for the day with all activities for the family so please make some space in your diary to get down and support the players and charities. That's it for league news. Remember for any other news, questions or queries, you know the drill. Email us, info at whitehorsefootballclub.co.uk, Twitter at white underscore horse underscore FC, Instagram at white.horse.fc. So let's move on to results from the weekend. In the Express Auto Centre Premiership, Barming Colts lost 3-0 to Gold Stars at home. Connor Cowthorpe with a brace and a Liam Wilkins goal for Gold Stars. Big result for them as they've struggled for results recently. K-Sports lost 5-0 at home to Ellsford. Scott Wilby sent off for K-Sports in that game. No goal scorers listed for Ellsford, so I'm unable to give you those. A big win for Ellsford, as it means they can't be caught by Gold Stars and could potentially catch Barming two points above them. Marden lost 1-0 to East Morning at home. Kane Smith with the only goal in that game to keep them on track for an unbeaten season. Marden can't be caught in fourth, but could take third from Park Royal, who are a point ahead. Both sides play this weekend. Park Royal were awarded their game. They were set to play the Fish, who recently folded. In Division 1, Larkfield had a double header against Invicta Rangers. They drew 2 all in the first game. Dan Skinner with a brace for Larkfield. Chester Clough and an own goal for Invicta Rangers, who played a man short. Their first point of the season in what's been a tough campaign for them. In the second match, Rangers lost 2-1. Alex Dunmill with their goal. Thomas Ashby and Sean Elkington with the goals for Larkfield. That win may well be crucial for them trying to secure second place come the final day. Laybourne failed to field a team against Langley, the points being awarded to Langley. They potentially could finish as high as third in the league, depending on what happens on the final day. They play East Morning, a win there would mean they leapfrog them into fourth. And if Larkfield beat Rubicon, they would finish level on points with a better goal difference. Sutton Valance beat East Morning 3-1 at home. No goal scorers listed for Valance, so I can't give you those. James Lawton with a goal for Mauling. White Horse hosted Rubicon Limerick in a top-of-the-table clash. The Breadburn made their intentions clear from the start. Dominic Meir feeding Liam Stone to far home early on. And the pair combined again 10 minutes later. This time Liam Stone turning provider for Dominic Meir to squeeze the ball past the keeper. The game was effectively sealed before half-time. Tom Woolen with a neat through ball to captain Jacob Walter to make it three. The second half saw a similar pattern of play. Ryan Jones made a smart save to keep his clean sheet intact before Rubicon fouled Tom Woolen in the box. Ian Knight converting the penalty. 
Craig Lawrence got in on the action. His audacious lob over the keeper from inside his own half as he took a quick free kick, made it five. And Liam Stone found time late on to put the ball into the box, which unfortunately found its way into the back of the net, much to the frustration of the away side. As mentioned earlier, that result secures the Maidstone and Midkent Division 1 league title for the Breadman. Congrats to them. In Division 2, Barmy Blues beat Maidstone Tempest 10-0 in the hope they might be able to catch leaders Aylesford. Harry Orchard with a hat-trick, Kane Vans with a brace, as well as efforts from Carlos Pexoto, Jack Semindi, Eric Costa, Adam Balcom and Luke Hoggart. A big defeat for Tempest, which sees them slip to the bottom of the league. Minta lost 2-0 at home to Whitehorse Jaguars. Goals from Andrew Hitchcock and Wayne Tamplin for Jaguars. They leapfrog Tempest as a result with their first win of the season. Vinters were unable to field a team against Aylesford Reserves, which handed them the points and the Division 2 title, as mentioned earlier, so congrats to them on their fine season. In Division 3, Cross Keys hosted Invictus Sunday. After a slight delay to organise an alternative referee, Invictus Dan Porter took control of the whistle and let the game flow. Invictus started creating the chances. A Reece Smith shot from distance was the first effort, but it was hit straight at the Cross Keys keeper. It wasn't long before Invicta broke the deadlock, a cross from Charlie Gasson flew across the box. Captain Jack Gilby missed the chance to convert, but Joe Casey made no mistake and he fired in to take Invicta's top goalscorer title. Cross Keys almost equalised not long after, but Invicta's man of the match camp Unser cleared off the line. Substitute James Marshall almost made it two for Invicta. He forced the keeper to tip the ball over the bar after he controlled, turned and volleyed goalwards. Invicta kept putting the pressure on to extend their lead. Jamie Allen came closest, but his header from a corner went flying over. Final score from the King George V playing field, Krosky's nil, Invicta Sunday one. Laybourne Angels put seven past Walnut Wanderers as they stay on course for the Division Three title. Josh Upson with a first half brace, along with efforts from Danny Rackman, Lee Blundell, Harry Reid, Thomas Richards, Alex Satch, and completed the route. And finally, Snodland Town beat Laybourne Chase 1-0 at home. Ben Twist with the only goal in that game for Snodland, which sees them leapfrog Chase into third. That's all the results and scorers from an action-packed weekend across the league. Finally, let's have a look at the fixtures on the final week of matches. Barming Colts take on East Morning. Invicta Gold Stars host Marden Miners. Park Royal welcome Aylesford. In Division 1, East Morning Reserves host Langley Athletic. Invicta Rangers take on Sutton Valence. Laybourne welcome Whitehorse. Rubicon Limerick host Larkfield and Newhithe. In Division 2, AFC Phoenix welcome Barming Blues. Vinters take on Park Royal Reserves. In Division 3, Cross Keys take on Coxheath and Farley. Kent Sands host Snodland Town. And Laybourne Angels take on Laybourne Chase. That's unfortunately all we've got time for this week. Thanks to Whitehorse and Invicta Sunday for sending in their match reports. Keep sending them in, guys. It is those that make the show. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back next week with all the news, views and results. Until then, remember, it's always more than just football. Hello, and welcome to our All Around the Leagues recording, bringing you news and updates from the North Kent Sunday Football League. We start today with information from games played on Sunday the 20th of June. Marley Royals followed up last week's win in Division 1 with a 6-2 win of Valley Rovers, with Jack Dexter scoring a brace, Dave Rayfield, Alfie O'Fallity, Paul Martin and George Dalton also finding the net. 
Slade Green Railway scored twice through Shane Stolton and Chris O'Toole, but Swanscombe replied with eight goals from Unal, Mickey Larson, Wilf Brahimi, Martin Chapman, Brandon, Josh Bishop, Reese Cuff and Chris Port. In Division 2, Mark Jones, Alex Reid and an own goal helped Gravesend Spartans to a thrilling 3 all draw with the old leather bottle, while champions Blackline Hartley won again, winning 3-1 against Sean Hyam. Jack Arnold scoring the consolation for Sean Hyam. Division 3 champions, the Pelham Arms, rounded off their league season with a 7-5 win against near-rivals Gravesend United. Gravesend Cricketers won the top-of-the-table clash with Ridgeray Darts by three goals to one in Division 4. Ryan Parrish scored twice for Zens, but Queen replied with six, and Darson Athletic had a good morning with a 6-4 defeat of the Rose Athletic. Goals from Carl Toop and Darren Clark for Nuevo Club couldn't stop Dartford Athletic from winning 4-2 in the final John Robinson League Cup B Group 1 fixture as Dartford Athletic top Group B to progress to the semi-finals. Meanwhile, four goals for Dartford Eagles were in vain as Hive Titans scored five after extra time in their GNM Motors Cup clash to set up a meeting with Longfield Athletic in the third round. That's all for this week. We'll be back with more news and updates from the North Kent Sunday League next week. Bye for now. Welcome to the Wapper Sunday League podcast for games played on Sunday the 20th of June. The main game this last Sunday was our Junior Cup final and it was the first Watford Sunday League Cup final since May 2019 and saw AFC Bedman claim the Junior Cup with a convincing 4-0 victory over St Mary's Harefield at Sun Sports Ground. This to claim the first silverware of a Covid-ravaged season. It was a family affair for AFC Bedman as goals from Jordan Toomey Lewis Toomey and Connor Toomey, with a brace, sealed the win in a match that was closer than the score's line suggests. The match started with Bedman looking the brighter team and putting pressure on their opponents, and it paid off in just the third minute when a cross from the right ran across the six-yard box for Connor Toomey to tap home at the far post. Bedman seemed determined to get a grip on the match and continued to press forward at every opportunity. And in the 10th minute, another driving run down the right flank resulted in a cross which Jordan Toomey met with a diving header in the centre to double the lead. With St Mary's slowly edging back into the game, Bedman were restricted to occasional breaks and from one of these... A resulting corner was put over by Jordan Toomey and met by David O'Connor, who headed just wide. Shortly afterwards, Bedman were at it again, and this time it was Connor Carney who powered a shot from just outside the box which thumped against the post. A few minutes later, and a little against the run of play, St Mary's pushed forward again, this time hitting the post themselves after a shot by Carl Swan. Then, four minutes later, Charlie Travers hit a shot that was well saved by Joe Gallagher in the Bedman goal. 
Then, just five minutes before the half-time break, Bedman's Konatumi picked up the ball on the right wing, cut inside and curled in a glorious shot into the top left corner of the St Mary's net, giving keeper Perry Brown no chance. The second half started as the first half had ended and with both sides making a couple of early substitutions each, play was switching between the two teams before a sustained period of 15 minutes pressure from St Mary's as they battled to get back into the game. With St Mary's pushing players forward and the chances were there for Bedman to catch them on the break and that's exactly what they did with 16 minutes left from the break on the right. The ball was crossed to Lewis Toomey who flicked the ball into the net from six yards out to score the fourth. There then followed a series of substitutions which saw both sides use all their remaining players on the bench as Bedman ended up deserved victors on the day. The two teams were for AFC Bedman, Gallagher, Growley, Pratchett, O'Connor, Davison, Perman, Carney, Twelves, C. Toomey, L. Toomey and J. Toomey. The subs were Hansard, St. Cry, O'Connor, Porter and Freenstar. For St. Mary's Harefield, their starting 11 was Brown, Taylor, Newman, Peak, Malin, Matheson, Travers, Johnson, Ormroyd, Swan and Fulbrook, with subs of Lord Bentley, O'Donovan and Thornhill all coming on. In the other game of the day, the Invitation Cup semi-final, Oakview reached the final with a 5-1 win over North Watford. The first 25 minutes was a close, hard-fought affair before Tom Kennedy broke the deadlock with a penalty after Lewis Putman had been brought down. They soon doubled the lead when Putman himself fired in from 15 yards out. Early in the second half, North Watford pulled a goal back when Daryl Brown scored with a free kick from 25 yards out. But any hopes of a comeback were ended when Putman again fired into the bottom left-hand corner. Then he broke the offside trap to go clean through and slot home to complete his hat-trick. Lee Armick completed the scoring in the final minute when he rounded the keeper before slotting home into an empty net. Oakview will now face the winners of this Wednesday's tie between Fox and Stone and Sun Sports Athletics. Uh, and that will be in the final scheduled for this coming Sunday the 27th at Queen's School. We'll be back again next week to give you the breakdown on the last final. Hope to speak to you all again then. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.